Hey y'all, this is LaTanya Moore, and you're listening to the CVH Podcast. Yes. Foxy. Mm. Good morning. Foxy. Good morning. Uh, Monday, November 14th, look at that. Monday, November 14th. Um, this is the uh, post-Tucker Gala wrap-up. Uh, we had the Tucker Gala last night at uh, David Geffen Hall. David Geffen Hall has, um, they used to call this Avery Fisher. For those of you who don't know, there might be a few of you. Some of you younger listeners don't know that this was from the time I was a child uh, until just recently called Avery Fisher Hall. And um, now it's called David Geffen Hall. And David Geffen, <laughs> I don't need to, I'm just going to tell you who he is because probably you don't care. Um, David Geffen is a, a record producer, record mogul, you know, media mogul, movie guy, you know, one of these, you know, start with 50 bucks and then end with all of it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like a, a pop artist, um, a music producer, and then, and then a, a movie maker, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Anyway, so uh, he gave $100 million for the forever naming of Avery Fisher Hall. Not like, you know, when people, I don't know. I'm no expert, but from what I've from what I've understood, uh, when people name a building, um, there's a timeline on it. You know, they'll say 50 years, 100 years, and you know, at that point, if my family would like to continue doing it, they can they can make the decision to to make another donation in order to keep it that way. But you know, the the naming rights on buildings are, are some something that can run out and and be passed on. And you know, it's a it's um to somebody perhaps uh, you know more um. Um, important to the time, you know, to the time period, and 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 frankly, a way to to um, garner revenue for the arts and, and and something that's desperately needed. But David Geffen in this uh, in this instance bought forever rights. <laughs> that is Geffen Hall forever, uh, and so they gutted it completely. Gutted it. It looks brand new. The space uh, it just feels completely different. They put some. Um, <laughs> They put some ugly casino rug uh, tapestry on the <laughs> on all the chairs. Um, that's questionable. <laughs> uh, but the the acoustics sound good. You, it's you know it, that it hasn't changed a tremendous amount, but you can tell that it's a that it's a bit live um, or live er. Anyway, blah blah blah. Who cares? Uh, the show last night was amazing, just amazing. It was a real industry night. It was it was. Um, uh, you know, go take a look at the list of singers that that performed last night. It was a, a, a greatest hits um, done by some of the greatest singers working today, and and we had some um, <clears throat> you know stars of the past join us. And and um, let me tell you something right now. You already know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. And we did have some we did have some amazing stars. Um, uh, you know that are that are of the um, the generation before us. Uh, I'll tell you what. And Joyce, Joyce DiDonato kind of falls between that group and, and, and the 40-something-year-old group. Joyce DiDonato is famous. <laughs> there, were, uh, there were hundreds uh, of tickets that were given to, um, you know, the Juilliard School and Manhattan School of Music and all the, all the music programs in New York were, were given an allotment of tickets. Um, and, the, and the students... They showed up, you know, and and if there's one thing that's for sure, when Joyce hits the stage, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a pop star. It really is like a pop star. Joyce has 
has um, has remarkably, admirably um, made herself uh, a hero to a very young generation. And it's it's fantastic. It really is. The, the, the excitement and enthusiasm that they have when she hits the stage is palpable. Uh, I'm envious of it. It was it's um, it, it's really something. And and for those of you who are casual Joyce fans, I want you to know she's lovely. She's absolutely lovely in real life. And real and 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 accessible and and um, humble and comes from a, a humble place and and has made uh, a humongous career. Um, um, she's she's rightfully admired in my in my opinion. <laughs> learned from learned from her. Uh, I loved it last night. I had I had my bit. I had a good duet uh, with Michael Fabiano, and then I came out singing Aria, and then I was a part of the uh, the Aida Trump scene, which is kind of a tradition for the for the Tucker Gala, and of course our amazing winner Angel Blue. Uh, I've known Angel since she was um, uh, a young artist in Los Angeles, and um, it's really fun to watch somebody go on this journey. You know, the first time I sang in the Tucker Gala was 2003. I, I had won one of the uh, Sarah Tucker grants, which was 5000 at the time. And $5,000 in 2003 was like <laughs> 10 months of rent. <laughs> it basically housed me for a, almost a whole year. Um, but they, they asked me to come in and fill in uh, exactly uh, uh, the, the triumphal scene in Aida. They asked me to come in and fill the part of the king for the gala. And, um, you know, this was... This was humongous for me. I couldn't wait to be a part of this, even though I wasn't really a part of it. You know, you're just kind of um, you're you're filling in. You, 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 your voice should be there, but you're, nobody knows you yet. Uh, and and it's a superstar night. Uh, Domingo conducted that night, and I, f- I forget who won in 2003. It might have been John Relier, but I don't think he was there for whatever reason. It was one of the first times that the winner couldn't actually be there. And um, it was a, a huge star-studded night, and I was just I was just feeling lucky to be invited at all. And um, that was the first time. That's 2003, and here we are in 2022. And I'm and I'm one of the headliners on the show. And, and um, it was the same thing to sort of watch uh, from Angel, uh, you know, to go from a student. You know, I met her; she was a student, and and uh, you know, gorgeous and talented, and had all the pieces, but not the experience. And you you have to gain the experience. And I ended up talking with uh, Renee Fleming a bit last night at dinner, and. Uh, as as um, as uh, uh, Ryan Speedo Green was singing the Toreador song last night, <clears throat> excuse me, Renee and Joyce and uh, Angel came out and sang the Lamours at the end. You know that was actually really special and and fun. And um, I asked Renee if that was the uh, first time she ever sang Frasquita, and uh, to my surprise, she said it wasn't. She had done it before. What? What? Renee Fleming sang Fresquita. When did this happen? And she said, no, it was right, right in the beginning of her career. She sang at Virginia Opera, and she sang Fresquita. Now, I want all the young singers uh, listening to hear that, uh, that even the great Renee Fleming, you know, our, our um, American opera royalty, uh, had to earn it. Had to earn it. Uh, I, I want that to sink in, and I, and I relate that to my own story of, of, of being allowed to just be near the concert in 2003 and sing for five seconds in a huge ensemble. Um, everybody earns it. 
Everybody earns it. And I, and I did meet some singers last night. I met some young singers and said hello, and they were very sweet and very awestruck, uh, which, which I think is great. You know, we need inspiration. Um, we do and they do. It, it works both ways there. And um, uh, I hope we impart upon all of them that it's not such a huge leap from being in the audience to being on that stage to being a headliner on that stage to being Renee Fleming. It can happen if you want it. Um, um, Angel said something to that effect last night when she was giving a little thank you speech to the crowd and, and she said that her father had told her that uh, you will win if you don't quit. Uh, there's really something to that. This is a long haul. And, and for those of you who are hoping to be famous by 23, it's probably not going to happen. It might happen to one or two of you, but I promise you, most likely they won't be singing by 27, 28. Uh, true longevity in this business is, is the marathon. Uh, Got to play the long game here. And um, that's, that was something that was really present last night, that even the great Renee Fleming had been through Virginia Opera. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on Virginia Opera. I worked for Virginia Opera. But it's a place you go in the beginning. Uh, it's a it's a non-union house. They do not have a lot of money. You're paid. Uh, uh, Renee said when she was there, she was paid weekly, you know, and she was so happy to just have a paycheck at all. I think I was paid a per performance fee, but it was nothing. You know, it was nothing to get excited about. Uh, but but we had to go through that step um, as as and I'm and I'm talking to young singers right now. As you know, everybody around you is wildly talented. Everybody's talented. I, I, don't, I don't hear bad voices anymore. I really don't. It's very rare that I hear a bad voice or a voice with a big hole or a big problem. It's, it's so rare. Um, and the difference is experience and what you got done and where you got it done and how quickly you got it done. Uh, it's stage time, stage time, stage time. And, and um, you know, just take that lesson that Renee Fleming and Joyce DiDonato and, uh, and Angel Blue, to, to, um, to an extent, all had to earn it the hard way. Get ready for the work. the The journey is what we're here for, uh, not the end. And I was I was um, chatting with my buddy Stephen last night, Stephen Costello, who had a great showing last night. Damn, great showing. Mm. And and he wrote to me and was kind of lamenting a bit too. You know how it was. You know this this concert when we were growing up used to be on PBS and we'd see it and um, we were inspired by this. It was like this sort of untouchable thing, like, oh my God, if only I could be one of those people singing like that. It was, it was very, very inspiring, and, and I was so happy to see all the kids there last night. And I call you kids. I know you're all in your 20s, but um, you look like kids to me. <laughs> um, but we could feel you. We could feel your house right. I saw you. I, I, we could sense that, that energy over there, and it, and it infected the rest of the audience, which we love and we thank you for. If I, could, if I could impart anything to you, anybody listening, anybody um, uh, checking in today, uh, this journey is a long one, and, and it's, it takes a while. You better, you better love the journey rather than the destination because, because the journey is most of it. Um, and when you're first starting out and you're not getting paid anything and you're in the middle of nowhere and you're wondering, what the hell am I doing? And, you're, and your parents are wondering what the hell you're doing. And your friends are all making money and having 401ks and health insurance. <coughs> Excuse me. And all that stuff. Um, and you start to have the doubts of, what am I, what is this for? You just put your nose down. You stay focused. If you want it, you can have it. If you want it, you can have it. You heard that. Take that from me. Angel said it. You'll win if you don't quit. 
And, uh, you know, you know me, I love these inspirational things. You know, I like to get fired up. I like, I'm not necessarily like a quote guy, but I, but I, um, I, I, when I feel inspired, I want to share it. I want to, I want that energy. That's a, it's, um, there's drive and there's discipline and they're different. And, and, um, drive is that thing that gets you fired up first thing in the morning. And discipline is the thing that gets you fired up in the morning when you don't have the fire. And, uh, it's the disciplined singer that makes it through this. Uh, I had a lot of exchanges last night with, with, uh, with singers and, and I'm, I'm better for it. And, um, to, to watch, um, the superstars, uh, of the generation before me being humble and being gracious and being complimenting and, and, and still loving this process was frankly wildly inspiring. And I'm, and I'm feeling energetic about it. And, um, uh, if I notice something this morning, and I want to point this out too, that uh, nobody took a victory lap last night, not even Angel Blue, who won the, who won the night. Um, uh, everybody, immediately, planes, trains, and automobiles, back to work, back to the grind. Christine Gerke and, and Ryan Speedo, right back to Washington, they got, they got uh, Electras to do. Um, Angel and, and Michael Fabiano right back on a plane. They had a zitz probe in Los Angeles this afternoon. Uh, first thing I did when I got up, gym clothes on. You know me. Gym clothes on. No excuses. No, don't, nobody's taking the morning off. It is back to work. Uh, you know, I, I've got, uh, I eat a rehearsal today. You know, um, uh, Reggie Smith, who I got to meet last night, fantastic baritone, right back on a plane, heading back to Houston. Like it, it's, everybody went right back to work. And that is, um, uh, to me, the sign of somebody at the top of their game, right back to it. Clap your hands. Thank you on our way right back to it. And that's how you get to this spot. Uh, anybody taking a victory lap this morning probably made a mistake. We're, we're workers and we're getting right back to it. That's all I want to say. <laughs> oh, I love you for listening, but you knew that. Um, episode 190, maybe? Could be 190. I, I, I flirted with the idea of, of killing this thing at 200 episodes. No, that was my original goal. It, I don't think that's going to happen. I think I'm going to blow past that. Uh, I've got some people asking me to come in and do this, and, and, and I'm, I'm getting uh, re-inspired for that too, so... We're here. We're still here. Everybody, have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, thanks. Bye. Didn't know what time it was. The lights were low. Oh, oh, I leaned back on my radio. Oh, oh, some cat was laying down some rock and roll. Not a soul is in. Then the loud sound, it seemed to fight. I
Jesus died.